This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider with AIM, and today I am in the town of Plainfield with the town's Executive Director of Development Services, Tim Belcher. Tim, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for for being here. Yeah. Yeah. So Plainfield, a really vibrant town, doing a lot of projects in terms of quality of life, livability. We're here to focus on a really cool project um, where the town repurposed a former landfill site into a park really going in, um, kind of tackling a brownfield in the area. So, Tim, let's start off with, you know, kind of giving me an overview of what the project was. Okay, yeah. Uh, basically, the uh, formerly called Shouse Landfill uh, existed in a, in, in a budding the town of Plainfield, about a 13-acre site uh, just on the west side of Whitelick Creek. And sort of the, the Whitelick Creek is a major creek through the town of Plainfield and part of our sort of amenities of the town that people enjoy, uh, but, but the... Uh, Landfill had been in private ownership uh, for many years. I think it closed in 78 or something like that, the best records we could find, and had been abandoned and left unclosed. Uh, it was essentially becoming very overgrown and, and potentially a nuisance. We even had um, um, some problems with um, uh, the creek itself going up into the landfill, cutting the side of the landfill, trash getting into the stream. Uh, and again, these were things that were happening sort of to us because the land wasn't the town's and uh, the the uh, land wasn't even in the town at the time. So that's basically how the town got involved. There were um, investments being made in that area of the town. There were new subdivisions, really nice single family homes going in around this area, around this 13 acre site. Um, the town was investing and had invested in a new, uh, the Richard A. Carlucci uh, a Reckon Aquatic Center, a $25 million investment. And matter of fact, we were looking at our second major investment, which was a um, uh, a leisure river that was going to be added to that first investment and it was becoming so popular that essentially this 13 acres existed roughly across the street from where this uh, rec center was at and all these nice subdivisions were at so the town leadership basically said you know take a look at this what can we do is there anything that the town can do to try to um, uh, make this uh, uh, I guess these lemons into lemonade kind of thing basically is what we were trying to do so describe to me what the land looks like now. Uh, right now, it's uh, what I consider really a beautiful, quiet park. It sits along the creek. It has a half-mile uh, paved trail. It has uh, uh, three uh, really nice structures on it where sort of the finishing touches, a nice uh, uh, restroom and shelter facility, a uh, parking lot that supports both the park and the rec center across the street, uh, some shade structures that are say 20 to 30 feet above the stream that you can sit at in the summertime and just have shade and look over the uh, the Whitelick Creek, which is really beautiful, that section. Uh, and again, it's mainly prairie grasses along the side slopes because if you can imagine, this is like a hill in the middle of an area that, that's sort of odd because there's mounds of trash. And so the side slopes are these, uh, what we hope many times to have uh, wildflowers and prairie grasses, things like that. And then the center part probably 10 of the 13 acres it's just uh, turf grass 
but uh, so it has everything you would like in a sort of a quiet park area. It's not a high active park, uh, but the contrast, they're sitting next to the rec center. For a family who may be enjoying the rec center and wants to go have a picnic, they can just walk over there and have a picnic and, and calm down for a little while and go back to the rec center or something if they want. So, uh, so it sits really in a very nice setting and uh, it has a lot of nice amenities on top right now. So when I travel to different city and towns, brownfields and what to do with those sorts of properties is a really prominent issue. Describe to me the process of really going in there, you know, to this property and transforming it into this great amenity. Yeah, the, the first thing was um, making the decision, do we want to do it at all? Because and that's the biggest decision I think for our, for our leadership. I really respect them. This, this council, former councils and town managers, that they, they believe that it was worth doing something rather than not doing something. And leadership is hard sometimes, right, to, to take on a big problem that really you didn't create, uh, but is affecting your community and, and isn't going to get better. You know, nobody is going to solve the problem sometimes other than the local leadership. And so I uh, basically they challenged the staff, said, what's the vision here? What, what, are, you, what are you telling us we could do with this? And so our, our job is to try to, put that down on paper. So we got some good um, uh, help from some landscape architects and people who could show us, well, what could we do here? And, and I'd advise anybody getting good technical advice about the, uh, the what you're getting yourself into, because it is very, very serious and risky to, to take on a problem like this. But um, uh, the process is basically find out what it is that we have there, uh, what is our best estimate of what it could be from a vision standpoint uh, to, to benefit the community, and then the much harder part was what would this really cost? What would it take to convert it? And and uh, some of the things on top are the easier things to estimate a cost. The hardest part is obviously what's what do you do with this trash and what what is under all this growth and overgrowth as you can imagine that existed on the site before we started. Some of the trash is on top of the ground, some was under the ground. So uh, that takes some professional expertise, and we got people who who knew a lot about those kind of things to help advise us as we went into it, but. But really, I think it started with the vision. You know, um, the towns, like you said, the uh, quality of life is really important. And so the idea of, of our trail system, linear parks had been already been created. And so we saw this as like, it's so incompatible with what, what we're doing and who we are. So I think the leadership just said, well, let's just take this on. You know, this big problem, let's take it on. So we're kind of in a transition, right? We, we have a lot of new municipal leaders coming in, um, you know, leading their cities um, for the first time. When you look at Plainfield and the success you saw with this project, what would be the advice or the takeaway you would give to a town leader or a city leader who is looking to undertake about the same thing? Um, you know, I, I think that uh, without the help of the state, uh, the folks at IDEM and uh, the Brownfield section, and we, we were able to, to since they put together a multifaceted funding mechanism, right? And, and if you go and talk to those folks, there are a lot of creative people at the state and both in the finance authority, um, you know, there's several departments down there that helped us. And so I would advise anybody to maybe before they acquire the land, you know, go take your consultants and go down and sit with them and talk to them. Because I really felt like they were a partner of ours all the time. They were, they were trying to help us succeed. They couldn't pay for all of it. We knew we had to step up but where they could find grants and things, they were advising us, hey, maybe you should apply for this, <laughs> and giving us, I think, uh, very uh, quality advice on how to approach it. 
but at the same time, you know, there's a technical issue here and they stood their ground on how the cap would be installed and the things that we had to do as a town. So they, they have a role there to make sure we do it right, you know, and so they did that. So I, I would advise anybody to, uh, again, take the vision down and say, hey, we want to create something good out of this problem that exists for all of us and can we do this together? And, uh, and you'll probably find some partners down there. We did, and I think that was, again, without them, I don't think we've had as much success as we've had. So town leaders have such a big workload day to day, right? Just yeah. running the town, doing what you need to do. Why is a project like this worth it? You know, why is taking a step towards quality of place, placemaking, why is that something that a town leader should focus on as well? Yeah, it's that's interesting. I, I mean, because I've lived here so long and I've seen how the town has changed and, and uh, you know, I live sort of in the middle of the old part of town right now. And um, my personal value of where I live has just continued to rise because of the things that are going on around me. The idea that these trails and everything are so accessible and I hear and see people using them. It's incredible. The, the broad, I guess, uh, appeal to all ages and you know all uh, economic ranges and things like that they can use trails and parks like the one we created here uh, to go enjoy their their families a picnic just by themselves you know I think that all those things make life worth you know living frankly and, and so the town is more than just you know a place to uh, to live it's a place to uh, um, I guess um, enjoy life too and I think that's why these things are popular to our citizens I think and we're even expanding the use of this particular park and there's some other festivals and things which are coming really well and, and it, it's uh um, it's just been amazing sometimes you don't know how good it's going to be till after it's done the vision even gets larger uh, especially when you're focusing on quality of life things so uh, i think that's probably uh, one of the keys is just making sure that the folks who already live here enjoy living here but then for those you want to attract you know talent attraction and things like that um, uh, certainly we need to and, and Stephanie does a great job trying to advise people about what we have, you know, just getting people to even understand we have this park. It's been hard, you know, <laughs> so we have festivals there just to get them to come there. And they're all like, wow, we didn't know this was here, you know, so, uh, but once they see it, they talk to the neighbors and talk to their families. And so it's, uh, I think it just continues sort of, uh, it grows on its own, right? So to wrap up the podcast, you know, this great park, so many amenities and playing field, I wanted to kind of ask, you know, what's next? You know, what we've talked about is a small part, you yeah. know, a playing yeah. field yeah. story. Yeah. I know you guys have a lot going on. So tell me about some other projects that we can anticipate. Yeah, probably the, the, the three big ones that are coming that are really fantastic are the Government Center, Performing and Fine Arts Center. That's going to be right downtown Plainfield. Uh, 600-seat uh, theater, performing arts, all kinds of arts and, and different uh, things related to that, that culture. And we're really excited about seeing that come. Plainfield and the government center, which is again something that we're we're sitting in a building that's rather old and has been sort of cobbled together over many years, and it's not working for our, our staff and our staff's expanding as the town's expanding. So, so the idea that you can come down and pay your water bill and also go and see uh, art, maybe for local artists and things like that, is really exciting to me. Um, so that's a really exciting project coming up, probably beginning in. Um, uh, this year, the uh, parking structure that we needed to support that's finishing up and it's going on right across the street from us right now. So that's almost complete probably by March or April, maybe May. Uh, it would be uh, up and running. So um, the second project that's really exciting is made at Plainfield. Uh, it's a collaboration between the local school system, some uh, colleges that exist here in town and in the state 
to develop a center for training of uh, folks in many areas, but primarily one of the things we're focusing on is the uh, uh, distribution and logistics, which is conver converting all the time because we're all buying our stuff from Amazon into higher tech areas, uh, uh, robotics and different things like that. And so uh, the idea is to help train people who want to improve their skill sets and get higher paying jobs as the lower paying jobs um, get more pressure from the different robotics and things. So that project will start this year. Uh, again, a great initiative by our uh, town manager, Andrew Klinger, and our town council and the school, the school board, a partnership that's just really unbelievably uh, great, I think. And, and then the third really big project, which is uh, uh, comes from a, an opportunity we had, again, back to parks and quality of life. Uh, the Indianapolis Airport Authority had uh, purchased 15, 1,600 acres roughly south of 70 for bat mitigation and wildlife mitigation from the airport expansion years ago. And, and they were trying to basically uh, uh, rid themselves of land they didn't need for airport operations. The town council, Plainfield, again, back to leadership, they said, you know what, that's going to be in our town. We need to make something out of that. So so in a similar fashion with the landfill, we, we as a town have purchased that 1,500 acres and are now doing some park planning. And the, the concept behind that is there's some area down there that's developable for, for uh, business development, which we think will be like the economic engine that will help support then the development of an amenity for our, not just for our community first and foremost uh, with, with park amenities, but uh, we think it'll be a regional draw because uh, many people may not know, but 1,500 acres is about what McCormick's Creek is size line. So I think this is a very significant uh, park that could it will exist in Plainfield in probably not too many years. So we'll be getting phases of that this year, I hope. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Tim. We thank really you. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you.